Today on the Goblin's Corner. Playing online versus playing in person. He prefers in person. So do I. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And today, online versus in-person gaming. I love it. Me too. I love everything about it. We've got some definite um, strong strong feelings about whether you should play online versus in person. But we're going to talk about the pros and cons of each because, to be fair, there's good for each of these, right? Absolutely. And there's bad for each of them. And it really comes down to personal preferences, yada, 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 yada. Sure. But honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and front load this. I'm sorry. I'd rather play in person. I'm just that kind of guy. I, I understand. And so am I. But I do see the benefits for online play. But before that, we have a question of the day. Okay. So what's the question of the day this time? If you could have a mount or vehicle from any of the games that you've played, what would it be? I'm thinking. Give me yours. Well, there's so many options. Give me two. The bike from Robotech, the Cyclone. Oh, I have a bike one, too. It's interesting. Okay, keep going. You do, but yours is completely different. And the second one is obviously the Spelljammer with the Planner Helm. Oh, yeah. Planner Helms is the way to go. So my first one is going to be also a bike. It's the Bicycle Built for 12, which is a planner hopping bike. Right. There's lots of pedals. Lots. Because it's built for 12. And then the second, I think, would be a mount. Um, some kind of velociraptor or dinosaur. You know, like, like a T-Rex with wings. Or the Tarasque. Is it Tarasque or Tarasque? I can never remember. I say Tarasque. What do you guys think? Let us know. I don't know how you're going to let us know without sending a sound clip. Or I guess writing it out. Oh, they can email. Per the dictionary. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Email matt at goblinscorner.com if you think it's Tarasque or Tarasque. Because we're too lazy to look it up right now. And and in, in addition to that, if you guys have a favorite mount or vehicle from one of the games you play, I let us know. know. Yeah, I want to know too. And eventually, we'll get to the point where we actually read off some fan mail. Absolutely. I, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I love knowing where people's heads are at. You know? I, I want to know what people are playing as well. Oh, sure. Because we... And I say we, I'm really the only two people currently in this room. We are very used to playing the old school D&D dungeon crawls or the Shadowrun games or occasionally, although we're starting a Heroes Unlimited campaign soon. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, but we also do like Planescape, stuff like that. But we very like that's our motif. Right. But there's a lot of other people that I don't know, actually get a chance to play stuff like White Wolf games or. Well, you just finished a Starfinder campaign. True. And those have different mounts and vehicles. Yeah, they're all right. I'm trying to think of something that was fun. The Goblin Junk Cycle was really interesting, mostly because at any point in time it would break down and explode. Everything that's Goblin-esque in Pathfinder just has a tendency to explode, and I love everything about that. As it should. Goblins are awesome in Pathfinder. They're they're psychotic tinker gnomes. Yes. My Goblin Technomancer (laughs) Zamet was the best... I, I, I miss playing that character already. 
And it's been two weeks? It's been two weeks, yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the pros and cons of being online versus being in person. So first off. I think we should start with online first, since you have such strong sensibilities about this. Let's do online first. I'm, I'm fine with that. So give it, let's, all right, let's talk with the pros about being online. First off, the best thing is, is you can play it anywhere. It's online. Yeah. So literally, I can play with friends who live in a different country all the way across the world at any point in time. Any, any place you have online capability, you can play. And as children of the internet, we grew up meeting people online. Sure. This is a beautiful thing, especially nowadays, because now you can have a Hangout session or you can do Zoom or WebEx or any of the other types of uh, conference calls. So you can actually see people, see their reaction while you're playing. Uh, it has definitely gotten better than it used to be. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you could sign into a Discord server and just talk to people yeah. while you're rock and roll 20. This is, I mean, if you guys are anywhere in terms of, like, technical proficiency, it is a great time to play games. I 100% agree with that. And I, and I love that. Now, there, for me, one of the great things about playing online is if even if you live in some podunk town because remember you and i didn't find each other until we were in our 20s and i was lucky enough and so were you to have a core group of friends that played mm -hmm. but if you live in some tiny 400 person town and you stumbled onto role-playing games through things like critical role or you found out about them because you talked to people on online games stuff like that to me, one of the largest benefits of playing online is that you can find a group regardless of where you live. And for people who suffer in that situation, suffer no more. Grab yourself a mic, a headset, whatever. Make a character, join Roll20, and punch up any looking for group and start playing. Congratulations. Yep. Welcome to the internet. Yeah, we're not location dependent anymore. And that's a great thing to have, right? We're, we're not schedule dependent anymore either. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So you could if you if you work nights, yep, play a game at night. If you work daytime, play a game in the daytime or w whatever your schedule happens to be. And because it's not geographically located, you could even play with people on the other side of the world where they're just getting up. Sure. And they're ready to play. Like I am nocturnal. It's true. And if I were hurting for a game, man, I'll hit up an Australian server. Yeah. There we go. For them, they're, they're having lunch on their Saturday. It's freaking midnight here. Let's do this. I'm good to go. So or whatever the actual time difference is. So, so the immense right. flexibility in the game is great. And not only that, you can guarantee that no matter how esoteric a campaign you want to run or game system that you would like to play, there's probably someone online that is interested in playing it. Yep. You want to run a paranoia campaign and only one person in your city has heard of it? Guess what? Take it online and guarantee you someone wants to play it. You want to play first edition D&D? I can guarantee you there's a bunch of people somewhere that want to play that game or whatever yep. that game happens to be. Absol in fact, I can guarantee you that there are people that want to play paranoia. Oh, 
I want to play Paranoid. That's the reason why they just I, reprinted yeah, it. I'll play. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's also going to be a, uh, a video game as well. Yes. So oh. it's, it's a top-down game, kind of like Shadowrun Returns. Interesting. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be buying this game. So there's also a pro and con that I put in both sections. One of the pros of playing online is no human contact. Yeah, because sometimes you just don't want to be around people. And some people are not human contact people. You know, there are people who are germaphobes or what have you. This is a non-issue. You might be an insular person. Yep. You clean your microphone. You clean your workstation. Ta-da. You are ready to play D&D with five people all over the world. And you don't have to touch anyone. Are you an introvert? You can still play. Yep. And that's a beautiful thing as well. It is. That's also a con. It is. Because sometimes you need some human contact. Yep. I am one of those people. I have found that shit talking doesn't work as well over the computer that it does in real life. You will never tell that to the people on Fortnite. I know. Well, you know what? Look, there's some types of shit talking that you can deal with, but sometimes you just got to be in the room for it to really count. It's like doing it. It's like watching improv on the computer. If you've ever been in an improv club and then watched that same performance on your computer or on TV, it's just lost. Yeah, it doesn't always play the as The magic well. disappears. There's some kind of magic. And that's the same thing with, you know, being in, in person versus being online, yep. right? That's a con to me. There's I, that human contact, the, well, the energy in the room. That's why I put it in pros and cons. A couple other cons. There's a lack of props sometimes. Now, sometimes this is mitigated by uh, a lot of the services that we have. So Roll20 is a great thing. There's, By the way, there's a bunch of other services out there, and we're going to eventually review some of those. I was looking at a few this week, actually. Fantasy Grounds, Roll20. Fantasy, uh, there's another one that starts with an A, and I can't remember what it's called now. I don't know that one. Oh, uh, Astral? Or- Astral, yeah. So Astral's another one. And they're all really good. I mean... For what you use, you can use maps, they have tokens, you can even show spell effects. Uh, I think Astral actually has uh, animated graphics as well if you have the pro version. Oh, nice. and I think Roll20 does too now. So you can get very close to that tactile sensation of interacting with other gamers, right? But the con is also, you know, if you like to play with toys. I have lots of toys in this office right now. As Matt looks around and sees all of my Godzilla memorabilia. No, that's that's wholly accurate. Yeah. And I I use lots of fizz reps, right? We have blocks. Some of them are kids' blocks that my kids have that I literally throw on the table to show walls and stuff like that. Some of them I've carved. I've made some, you know, some dungeon tiles and so on and so forth. Right. Because I'm crafty. And I like to to play with toys, right? And, And part of having a good game for me is those figures. And... I've also had games, or we've had games, actually, where a DM has presented us with an actual tactile physical puzzle. Yes. Things like that are not replicable online. And we don't do it perhaps as often as we could. And but I think I was in the same game you were at you were, where we had yeah. the, the physical puzzle. And that was a really cool thing because from a, tor- a storyteller's perspective, 
you can tell a good story, but showing that actual puzzle and and, and jack- watching a bunch of jackasses sit around try to figure this thing out, right? Yeah, that was that was hilarious. I mean, just the amusement factor of us grabbing because it was like a little Rubik's cube type thing. Yeah, it was a puzzle box, and us trying to actually try to open this stupid puzzle box up and like, here and snatching it from each other and like I got this, this is easy, and none of us could figure it. out. It took us like twenty minutes to figure out. Well, that's because we never knew uh, we were we were having to put it back together. And we had no idea what the actual object was supposed to look like. So imagine a bunch of guys just beating on sticks like wild ape. Just, ah, ah, why no work? You want to really piss off a bunch of players that generally are hack and slashers? Give them a puzzle box. Absolutely. Watch And watch a bunch of monkeys beat on the obelith with sticks. I mean, that's really what it came down. It was like from 2001. We're sitting here smacking yep. what was it, the monolith. Yep. But it was fun, right? It was. That's yeah. something that you can't get very well. You can you can get that in you can get that online, but it's really difficult to do that kind of physicality, right? Uh, another thing is the actual storytelling aspect. Now I'm Italian, so I tend to talk with my hands. I have gesture, no idea what you're talking about. Just, as you hold your hands down, because you do the same thing. You also gesture with your head because you're a very large man. Which I know I'm going out on a tangent here, but yeah. I, I I watch how people talk. Some people talk with their hands. Some people talk with their waists. And some people talk with their skulls. Have you noticed this? Yes. Okay. I speak with my entire body. That's true. But you, because you're used to looming over other people, you talk with your skull. And so you nod your head quite quite significantly when you're emphasizing something. It's true. I'm extremely animated. And it's true. Well, we both are. Yeah. And, and our storytelling style is often animated. I will pace when I talk. In fact... I'm doing everything I can because I'm in a studio right now to not move while I talk. And it's very difficult for me. I hope I get better as as things go on. I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one gripping my knee for the exact same reason. Yep. So there is that energy in a room when a storyteller is rocking out a story or the players are really involved that sometimes you miss in an online game. I, I agree. Um, another one, which can be a problem for people in some ways, but also less of a problem in others, increased distractions. If you don't go to a location to play, mm-hmm. right, the urge to not let people know that you're getting up to grab a drink or you have increased distractions. There's almost always something at your house that you could be doing. Vacuuming, cleaning, checking Facebook. That's that's a problem I've had with online games. Yep. Is that someone's always checking up they're checking up on Facebook or posting something to Instagram or doing something else or, you know, God help you work. I'm the exact opposite of that, wherein if I'm getting to play a role playing game with my friends You're focused. I that is what I would prefer. I could give a damn less about Facebook or Instagram or most anything, honestly. This is going to really hurt our promotional opportunities if you give a damn about Facebook. No, no, no. While I'm playing. Oh, we, that's true. Yes. Yes. Promote it after the fact then. Yes. So basically, don't expect me to reply if I'm actively playing a game. But other than that, I will attempt to apply, reply as often as possible. So, yeah. So those are a couple of cons to that. All in all, I think... And I'm going to be honest here. 
if you've got a game and you can't do it in person, online gaming is a is a great way to do it. I agree. Oh, there was a there's another pro that I didn't think about until uh, it happened to us recently. What? We have a friend who has immune issues. Ah, yes. And being able to continue playing even if you're having and you know a problem is an amazing outlet it helps with the whole isolation and all of that stuff so that's that is another wonderful wonderful opportunity i do want to talk briefly on how to make online gaming work with in person but i think we should talk about that after we get to the in person gaming yeah. and for that we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back This is a commercial break. If you guys would like to hear us review something like a product or service, or if you'd like us to cover something like a topic, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, we'd love to hear from you and have you contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. So write to us, and maybe we'll talk to you. Maybe not. And welcome back. All right. We've talked a little bit about the pros and cons of online gaming. Yes. Now let's talk about what I personally consider to be a better experience, which of course is the in-person gaming. Sure. I do agree with you. Um, But you know, there are benefits to both. So sure. Do you want to start with pros on this? Let's start with the pro. We did this before. Let's start with the pros of in-person gaming. First off, there's direct human contact. We talked about this earlier. You just get that in-person experience. And there, there's no replacement for that, for wheel or woe, you know? You get to hang out with your buddies. Yeah. Again, this is something that, look, I'm not in college anymore. I don't get to hang out with my buddies all the time. Right. You know? We don't I mean, all live together anymore. We don't live together anymore. We don't work together anymore. No. Nope. We get to see each other whenever we're not working and whenever family engagements let us. So this is something that, is a good thing. We want to see each other in person. We get to find, you know, we catch up, talk about stuff, BS. Yeah. So the direct human contact is a good thing. 100%. Let's talk about... Prop options. Yeah. There's all... Sky's the limit, man. If you, as a person running a game, are capable of making that Goliath War Club and showing it off to your group... Because they finally beat the chieftain down or what have you, sharp, do it. Especially if you are a theater of the mind type gamer mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, you can't online role play if you're LARPing. Right. I mean, you can't do Nero if you're, if you're online, right? That's always in person with foam weapons, right? Sure. So you've got props. You can physically gesture at something. Let's say, you know, sometimes I'm a loss for words. And when I'm at a loss for words, I might just gesture in that general direction and everybody gets what I'm saying. Right. You've got props. So you can have maps on the table. You can, of course, gesture with these props. You can spill stuff on the on the maps if you eat at the table like we do sometimes. True. Which is another thing. Food, right? I don't have to eat by myself. I can snack with my friends and they bring things to me. Yeah. Communal eating is part of being a person. 
Uh, a part of being a human. And a well-fed dungeon master. Is a happy dungeon master. That's very true. Unless so. you're going to call the local Papa John's to them and send a pizza to them, which is never a bad idea. Mm. I haven't done that before, but but it's occurred to me now, and I can't unthink it. That may happen some point. I think this is a good idea. One Something that is important to me that you oftentimes don't get, especially if you're playing with strangers, and online versus in-person, math rocks, dice. A lot of games use, or a lot of people who play in, you know, D20 or what have you, they use the... Dice rollers? Dice rollers. Sure. The, the random number generators. I like dice. I have a lot of dice. I have some nice dice. I believe in real dice. I, I have to I have to agree with you there. I've got my six demon bag that has all of my wonderful dice that I've collected over the years. And you haven't seen my new set yet. It is it is the best. It is the greatest. I'm actually going to start and this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I finally got the mold for them. I'm going to start resin casting my dice because I, there's there's certain dice that I want that don't exist that don't exist. Although at this point you just haven't found them. Oh, they exist. I'm sure they do. They're Every. probably outrageous. I want to be able. Look, what it comes down to is I want to be able to make them. I want to make my own dice because I think that a that'd be fun and b that'd be fun. Sure. So there's two funds. Two funds equal a right to me. <laughs> sure, why not? We'll, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah, dice are good, and I think that there's something about rolling that dice. Having it on that magic twenty and and everyone just going oh yeah or even the the horror of doing a critical fail at especially at the wrong time where you're oh. just like oh and then the killing started. To be perfectly honest, if I wanted to play a game online, I would play a game online, and most often it would be a video game. I prefer to play in person because of all of the physical instruments, because of, you know, the rolling of the dice, the the camaraderie and such. Oh, I agree. I'm not saying I'm not going to play online. I have, and I do. For me, though, the playing a video game versus playing an actual RPG are totally different animals because no video game will ever account for for one one thousandth of what someone can come up with in their head. Exactly. That's the reason why we play role-playing games. That's the reason we form this whole podcast about role-playing games. It's true. storytelling in general. Because storytelling is an art form by itself that is hard to reproduce. You can't mass market it, guys. It really takes a bunch of people in a room or online doing it. All right. It's arguably the oldest art form. I'll agree to that because I'm not looking anything else up. Well, no, think about it. it. We developed language first. And then role-playing games? No, storytelling, not no, role-playing I, games. No, I think we should I'm, – I'm going to stick with oh, this. Yeah, so Thog and Ugg were, uh, were sitting around and they were rolling a, a rock that had only two flat sides. Yep. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay, yep, you heard it here first. Yeah, we, did, we came up with this. Someone make a T-shirt. Fewer distractions is another thing I would like to – talk about when it comes to being in person. I think now, depending upon your group, this is potentially not true. 
But for our group, knowing who we are, which ADD people, this actually ends up being better. When we're in person, yeah. we have fewer distractions than if we're online because, honestly, we have a storyteller sitting here going, hey, guys, yeah. focus. And th- sometimes we need that. Because only two out of five of us will squirrel at any given point in time, which means the other three can drag them back in. Yes. So having an online game versus in-person game, in-person game, sometimes we get a little bit fewer distractions. That's good for us. Yeah. Did I mention the snacks? Yes. You did. Okay. You did. Snacks are always good. Free hugs. Also, guys, physical contact's a wonderful thing. If you play a game with us, you're going to get free hugs. Yep. Look up the research. Five hugs a day, people. You need five hugs a day to thrive. Is it really five? Yes. It really is. I like that. And in fact, a hug should be no less than 10 seconds. It's a long hug. It It is, and it's not. When does it become uncomfortable when it's a hug? You know... I think if you're if you're if you're just meeting somebody and you're a hugging type person, right? You just boom, quick hug. That's fine. But if uh, if you're a long time friend, like if I were to give you a ten second hug, so that's just where we're at. I think thirty seconds, you'd be like. That's is uncomfortable. He, is he trying to find the spot between my ribs? Like, is, is today the day? <laughs> He's hugging me now. We're hugging now. Sure. They can't tell. They can't. And the hug is done. Thank you. There we go. All right. So, all right. So, lots of good things about being in person, right? Yeah. Let's recap real quick. We've got hugs, games, food, camaraderie, social contact, guys. It's nice. Plus, snacks. Snacks. I'm I'm throwing I'm, that. I, you nearly forgot to recap that. No, I that. mentioned snacks already. The snacks are important to me. What else do I get to eat junk food? Aside from every other day. The oh. con, all right, cons. Because there are cons to oh. this. Oh, absolutely. More off-topicking. It sounds a lot like this conversation that we've had for the last 30 minutes. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but worse. Right. Because your friends will go off on tangents worse than us. Every movie reference ever. That's 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 usually where it starts for us. Either a song reference or a movie reference is is where we we're all a bunch of smart asses anyway. So and there's that. There's true. Scheduling issues. That's another problem too. Yep. As stated, I'm nocturnal. The rest of my friends tend not to be. I could happily start at midnight, but that is not at all reasonable for them. Yeah, some people have families; they can't do that. So you got it. You got some scheduling conflicts. It is somewhat difficult sometimes to get a good game together when you have scheduling conflicts. And speaking of like scheduling and stuff like that, there's also if you guys don't live close to each other, there's a travel problem. Yeah. Right now, we happen to now live close to each other enough that we can pretty much walk down the street. You and I. You yes, us two. The rest of our gaming group. We got a guy that lives way out there. I'm talking close to Alabama. Well, wherever you, the listener, are, he lives right beside you. Yeah, he's way out, he's way out there. Yeah. We, we live in Atlanta, and he lives beside you. Mm-hmm. It's far, it's far away. He wants to move, but he can't right now. It's a geographical anomaly. It's two weeks from everywhere. It's the Bermuda. He lives in the Bermuda Triangle, everyone. Right in the center. That's why you can't find them. That's right. So travel times are a problem. That can be a a big problem for some people. Yeah. If you live in Atlanta, 
you could literally, with a 10-minute drive, extend your time travel by... A 10-mile drive. A 10-mile yeah. drive, sorry. You could extend your travel time by an hour and a half, depending upon traffic. Oh, absolutely. Atlanta is an hour from Atlanta. Yes, that is very true. So you have to consider that as well. Pants. What about pants? You got to wear them. Well, you don't have to always wear them, but in person, you have to wear pants. Right. Online, whatever you want to wear. You're pantless. You could be, you, you could you be could underwearless be. too. You sure. could be naked. No one knows if you don't have the video camera on. Right. I, I think that's a bit, you know what? I have to put score one for online gaming for that because you don't have to wear pants. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're doing podcasts. Why aren't we wearing, why are we wearing pants? Because we're in the same room. Oh, yeah. And we're friends, still, still but not, we're not that friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I don't want to wear pants. Nobody wants to wear pants. Well, I don't wear pants. I wear shorts. That's true. It's the closest thing to boxers all the time that you can get without just wearing boxers all the time. And let's well, well, okay, let's go one step further. It's not about the pants. It's about the hygiene. Because sometimes people don't wash. That's true. You have to wash if you're playing in person. Now I would say that you always have to wash. I would agree with that. I have I I have but I have gamed walked, with people that have not washed and it is nasty. I have gamed at cons where some of the people the random people you're playing with will make your eyes water. Oh, I I have walked down a con aisle before with a bottle of Febreze and sprayed people. <laughs> I, I admit I've done that before. Which by the way if anybody wants to take this idea, I highly suggest you do this. Find attractive male or female, it doesn't matter. And make yourself up as a fairy, right? Mm -hmm. Some fae creature of some sort with a bottle of Febreze and ask people if they want fairy kisses. And when they say yes, spray them with Febreze and smack them on the cheek. I'm with it. I, I, I love this. And then throw glitter at them. And then throw glitter at them. They may hate you afterwards, but you know what? They'll but smell, they'll smell better. better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Another con, finally, I would say, is if you're an introverted person, that direct human contact could be overwhelming or overstimulating. And once again, that's that's why I said it was a pro and con for both. Uh, something else to consider as well. Let's say you're not playing at your house. Or your friend's house. Let's say you're playing at an event, at a convention or at a bar. Then it, then a con for this could be the noise level from the environment. And that can be a con. It can. Something that irritates me to no end is if I'm trying to run a game or play a game and I'm listening, actively listening, and there's all kinds of insanity going on while this is happening. That's irritating to me, right? I am invested in this game, whether I'm playing or running it, so that you have to contend with that, right? Usually, at someone's house, you don't have to contend with that too much unless, you know, they have like a barking dog or barking kids or something else that barks. Right. Barking computers. Barking spiders. Barking spiders. That, I hate those. That happens sometimes. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pros and cons. I would still say, though, overall, in-person is still superior in my view to online gaming. But I will say that online gaming is good. And if you if you can't do it in person, you should definitely give it a go because we live in wonderful times. Science, everyone. Science works. And it lets you play D&D. &D, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Or Shadowrun. 
or whatever it else. Whatever is. game you want to yeah. play. Yeah. We're just going to let that out into the open, run free. Yes. So what happens if you have a mixture of people who can play and who people who have to play online? How do we, how do we rectify that? There are a couple ways that you can do it. It's true. Um, if let's say you're DMing, you're the one who is going to cast the maps up and what have you, you can share that with the person who is, you can cast it to the TV, but also share it with the person who is playing from home or persons Yep. for people, you know, who have scheduling conflicts or health conflicts or whatever, they can still play whether or not they can be physically present. You got fizz reps that you can't cast onto the TV. Maybe you've got a gaming table. We take a picture. Take a picture. We've also solved this with just a camera yep. or a phone. Uh, I believe someone had it was in a hangout at one point, and we angled the phone. We got one of those, what is it, those little Gorilla Grip uh, yep. camera holders. Stuck the phone in there, strapped it to the table, angled it so that you could see the layout. And that worked really well. Yeah. I've had to do it before. You were... I was just getting off of work and I get off work at the time I was getting off work after you guys had started playing, but because it was an important boss battle, the second I clocked out, I pulled up my phone and played the whole yep. time that I could minus the drive time because I'm not a monster. Put your phones down. It's true. Another option also is you can, if you don't want to play in person with the online equipment or you can't get the technical aspects uh, to align properly, to run a game separately online with the people that play in person. So we've done this a couple of different ways. The best way to do this is playing Shadowrun and having the Matrix runs be online. Right. That actually works really well. And it then does. everybody else is in person doing the whole thing. And the best part about that is, depending upon how you time it, if you time it with the matrix runs first, then all of that happens in real time with the characters or vice versa, right? They have to kind of find out after the fact. And it's kind of fun to play it like that. I agree. That's uh, that is how we used to run the Decker for the first shadow run campaign I ever played. Now with the new ru rules out for shadow run matrix combat happens at the same time. So, I mean, you can take it or leave it, but if you want to like house rule, I would do it like that. Another thing I've done is, do kind of like the living, what is it, living Greyhawk type style mm -hmm. where one half of a group is someplace else. Yep. And instead of having an extra DM over there, what you split the party into two, the online party versus the party in person. And so they're doing something else while the other team is doing something else. And then you have my preferred method, which is the, per the people online are playing the villains of the campaign. Oh, yeah. And that's a fun way to to kind of split a group up as well. So the people online are being the villains, and they can even write that stuff up at the same time so that then when you have the people in person playing, you've already got their characters. Or I you play them it. at the same time, which is also just as fun. That is, that is one of my all-time favorite games that I've ever played was a... Dungeon Master was playing two games. Mm -hmm. One game, you were playing the villains for the heroes. And the last day of the campaign was 
heroes versus villains, they finally caught up to the bad, the heroes finally caught up to the bad guys and were there to stop the terror stream, blah, blah, blah. Well, you either pass or fail on that, and sometimes you fail. It's true. Now, these are just a couple of ideas, guys. We just came up with a few ways sure. that you can put together a game to to manage both. Personally, I find, again, if you if you have the option to play, play. It doesn't matter which, which, me- which method yeah. we prefer. That, and really what it boils down to is, especially if your option is playing or not playing. Play. Play. And snacks. And play and snacks do you have an idea that you would like to share with us maybe there's something we didn't think about in this episode write to us info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach us personally at matt at goblinscorner.com or eric at goblinscorner.com or you can visit our website at goblinscorner.com or the goblinscorner.com too i own that domain as well it's true also if any of you are artists I would like you to draw a snack dragon. Oh, yes. The for snack. Eric here. That's... I want a snack dragon. Yes. The snack dragon. We had a bread dragon, which reminds me. We that's did? No, yeah. That's something I f- we'll have to bring up next episode. If we ever had a cheese dragon, we could have a grilled cheese dragon. That'd be delicious. Give me a snack dragon. Yes. That's all the time we have for today. Again, thanks so much for joining us. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. This has been The Goblin's Corner. See you next time. Bye-bye. Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Show song by the mighty D20. This is a subterranean production. Basic.